Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Prostling Unlimited. As it's Friday, I'm trying not to burp. Hold on, give me one second, guys. It's Friday, sorry about that. And we're here to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. Yep, Friday Night Smackdown. I thought it was a pretty good show. I'm just going to say it right now. WWE, don't insult our intelligence. Don't do a press conference early in the morning and then on SmackDown talk like half of these guys that were on the press conference haven't flown out to Saudi yet. Like, really? Come on. Like, and maybe I, I heard this wrong, but Braun was on the show. with MVP was on the show. And they're like, oh, Moss already went to Saudi. And they're like, oh, Roman Reigns flew to Saudi ahead of tonight's SmackDown, but the Usos and Sami Zayn and Solo, they're here. Yet the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Solo were on freaking the, the the press conference. And then MVP's out here. Oh, Omos, 403 pounds. Actually, he weighed in at 416 this morning. So, we should, it's, it's just little things like that that kind of get me. Because <clears throat> it's like, we just saw these guys in Saudi on the press conference 12 hours ago. I guess 10 hours ago from when SmackDown started or whatever. But regardless, it's like, so we know they're already in Saudi. Don't tell us these guys haven't flown to Saudi yet. And don't also insult our intelligence, even if you didn't do the press conference, and say they're leaving for Saudi tonight. Yeah, because then they'd make it there super tired and jet-lagged, not able to wrestle in the morning. It just gets me a little. It's like you're insulting our intelligence. We're not that dumb. We're not that dumb, WWE, but with that, I do want to say thank you if you're watching live. That means you guys aren't dumb. And if you're watching later, you're not dumb either because you're watching our review of SmackDown. But not only that, I'm also going to talk about Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata that opened up tonight's Rampage. But again, I want to say thank you if you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or if you're watching or listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. If you are watching live on Twitch, then you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or at least access to somebody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody's Amazon Prime account, then you have Prime Gaming. And Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and, well, one free subscription to any, in this one, any, which channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. I greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And remember, it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account. Also remember... Support us over on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Hit that join button and become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store. There we go. Button wasn't going for a second. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League. 
Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you'll be supporting us for no extra cost to you. No extra cost to you. You're buying Sifu? You're buying Grand Theft Auto Five? Well, put in the code, PWUnlimited. Doesn't cost you anything else. You're trying to get Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Princess Leia, the new skins in Fortnite? Well, go to the bottom of the Fortnite store and put in this code right here, P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. And you'll be supporting us directly, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. But with that, we're going to talk about SmackDown first. And then afterwards, I'll give you my thoughts on Orange Cassidy versus Shibata. That did open tonight's Rampage. You know, Shibata's probably my all-time favorite Japanese wrestler. So I'm like, I, I got to see that match. And when they said it's opening the show, I go, full stop. My show's not starting until that match is over. Right now is Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Madison Rain and Blue Sky, or Sky Blue. And it looks like Britt and Jamie just won, and Britt's cutting a promo, but I have it on mute, so I don't know what Britt's saying as Jamie is beating the crap out of Madison Rain. But as far as SmackDown does go, let me scroll here on my notes. SmackDown started off with a no-disqualification match between Liv Morgan and Sonya Deville. Morgan and Deville had a pretty good no-DQ match. They worked well together, and the fans were really into it. So that's all a positive. They even got a This Is Awesome chant at one point. But Deville started with some uh, quick strikes before rolling out of the ring. She grabbed a kendo stick when Morgan leaped off the steps. They fought over a kendo stick with Deville getting the better of Morgan. Morgan recovered and got a hold of a kendo stick herself. She smashed the kendo stick to pieces over DeVille's back. The fans then broke into a wild, we want tables chant. Morgan pulled out a table to a massive pot from the crowd. DeVille cut her off and put the table back under the ring to some booze. Morgan fought back with a pair of suicide dives, and the fans broke out into another loud, we want tables chant. Morgan then gave them what they wanted and pulled the table out yet again. Morgan then took forever to set up the table, allowing DeVille to take control. Excuse me. DeVille attempted a German suplex off the apron onto the table. And at first, Morgan held onto the ropes. She then changed her mind and let them both crash through the table. Morgan then laughed hysterically as they went through the table. Back from a commercial break, DeVille rocked Morgan with a knee for a near fall. DeVille threw a bunch of chairs in the ring, but Morgan regained control. Morgan then went for a superplex onto the pile of chairs. DeVille did slip out of a powerbomb attempt. And no, she slipped out of the superplex and powerbombed Morgan onto the pile of chairs and got a close near fall off of it. Fans then erupted in the We Want, uh, This Is Awesome chant. DeVille then went for her finisher, but Morgan broke free. Morgan then hit the oblivion on the pile of chairs and picked up the victory. So there we go. Liv Morgan defeats Sonya Deville. Match was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed this opening match. We then had the progressive match flow of the week that recapped SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey defeating the returning Emma last week. Megan Morant then interviewed Emma backstage. She said she's excited to be back and has a lot to prove after last week. She has a lot to prove to herself and others when Xia Lee would interrupt. Xia Lee called Emma weak. Emma said she didn't care and knocked Lee down to end the segment. So it looks like we're going to get 
at some point here soon, Xia Li versus Emma. So then they announced that Jake Paul will be in Logan Paul's corner tomorrow at Crown Jewel, which we learned this morning at the press conference. They made it official then when Jake Paul actually came out. They included highlights of Jake on Logan podcast and whatnot, and there was an official video package hyping up Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. We got another Viking Raiders vignette. Sarah Logan's coming, or Sarah Rowe, whatever they're going to call her. I don't know what her name's going to be, but she's going to be one of the Vikings. They had an almost 10-minute match with LA Knight and Ricochet. I thought this match was solid and very entertaining. So in an inset interview during the entrances, Ricochet promised to beat LA Knight and shut him up. As Knight walked in the ring, he approached Ricochet's girlfriend and, well, ring announcer, Samantha Irving. He complained about her introduction and noted that it might be good for Ricochet, but not enough for him. Ricochet said he'd heard enough and hit Knight with a suicide dive. He was firmly in control and set up for another. Knight grabbed his leg to take control, though. Knight was confident, maybe a little too confident at one point, so he attempted a second rope moonsault and missed. Ricochet teased a dive, but did a backflip into the ring and then posed. LA Knight dropped Ricochet on the top rope at one point to take over during a commercial break. Knight hit a running knee on the apron and followed this up with a slingshot shoulder block. Knight mocked Ricochet and posed as well. Knight slowed the pace down and hit a, uh, locked on a chin lock. Ricochet broke free and hit a flying crossbody. Knight recovered quickly with a jumping neck breaker for a two count. Knight sat on the top turnbuckle and mocked Ricochet yet again. Ricochet leaped up and caught Knight with a Hurricane Rana and got a two off of it. Ricochet fired up and hit a standing shooting star press for a near fall. Ricochet leaped off the top rope, but Knight avoided the move. The finish of the match then came when Ricochet rolled up Knight. Knight reversed it and held the tights to pick up the victory. So LA Knight's back. Well, he's now on the main roster. He's back to being LA Knight. And he's a heel, cheating to pick up the victory. Nothing wrong with it. It's exactly what he was, I feel like, in NXT. In the back, the bloodline discussed plans for Crown Jewel. Jey Uso wanted to go to the ring to call out the brawling brutes. Sammy said, nah, I kind of disagree about this. Jay said, this isn't a bloodline thing, but more of a Uso thing. They were the champions before Sammy joined the bloodline, and they're still the champions. Winsane's gone. <coughs> Jimmy agreed with Jay, and they walked off. Zane tried to stop them, but they didn't want to listen to him. Zane tried once more, and he yelled, hey, my dogs. So in the back, Bray Wyatt admitted it's hard to talk about his feelings. He doesn't like when somebody interrupts him. Suddenly, a crew member accidentally got in the shot. Wyatt approached him and started to freak out. He was aggressive and yelled at him. He demanded the guy apologize for ruining his shot. As Wyatt yelled, various images flashed on the screen, including Uncle Howdy. Very interesting segment. Very odd. It's like, oh, yeah, don't mess with this guy. Then we got the Uso segment. Fans immediately broke out into an Usi chant before Jay could speak. Jimmy noted that they're nine days away from breaking the New Day's record. Jay added that it starts with the Brawling Brutes. This would then lead to, well, the New Day making their way out to the ring. Kofi Kingston admitted that they're rooting for the Brawling Brutes to defeat the Usos. Woods noted that if they retain, they'll be waiting here in America for the Usos. And Kingston said, we got next. 
They then squared off in the ring. The Brawling Brutes came down and jumped the Usos from behind. The New Day and the Brutes then beat down the Usos until Sammy and Solo came down to make the save. The Bloodline worked together to beat down the New Day and the Brawling Brutes. Fans broke out into a giant Sammy Uso chant. And then that was the end of the segment. So it was officially announced later in the night, though, that next week on SmackDown, the, the New Day will be challenging whoever is victorious at tomorrow's Crown Jewel event for the SmackDown Tag Team, or the, not just SmackDown Tag Team, the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles, which I'm 99.9% sure is going to be the Usos. In the back, Mega Morant interviewed Rey Mysterio. Rey admitted he misses his son, Dominic. But he's focused tonight on winning the Intercontinental Championship. He promised to defeat Gunther and win the title later. Later on tonight when he beats Gunther. Moving forward, we had Shayna Baszler versus Natalia. Shayna's now with Ronda, as we saw last week. She choked out Natalia. So, yeah, this is an interesting move. They're finally, finally pairing up Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I don't think they're going to be a tag team, per se, but at least they're doing things as a unit, I guess you could call it. Baszler and Natalia worked a slow match. It's kind of a Meh, natty match, if you know what I mean. We've seen these a lot. Fans seemed pretty bored and dead during this match, and there was nothing really that spectacular that happened in this match. Is like, oh yeah, this match is so good, this match is great, you need to see it. It's kind of just a match there, and it's really unfortunate. Baszler dominated Natalia early, stomping her in the corner. She followed this up with a stomp on Natalia's knee. Baszler targeted the arm, but Natalia fought back and hit, well, uh, hit some hard shots. Natalia finally hit the discus clothesline and went for the sharpshooter. Baszler poked her in the eye and locked in a Karafuta clutch. Natalia tried breaking free, but Baszler held on to pick up the submission victory. So, nothing really to this match at all in like four minutes. After the match, though, Rousey instructed Baszler to knee Natty in the face. Natty appeared to have a broken nose. So, basically, like... Shayna just does what Ronda tells her. She's Ronda's machine. I don't know how to explain it or the right words to use. But because I would say she's Ronda's muscle, but Ronda don't need no muscle. But she said, knee her in the face, and she need her in the face. So that's an interesting, interesting dynamic they're going with. Got a hype video for the cage match, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross tomorrow at Crown Jewel before out would come MVP. MVP discussed Braun Strowman versus Omos. MVP noted, Omos defeated four guys on Monday Night Raw. Tonight, MVP picked out five opponents for Braun Strowman and introduced them. Five local talents slowly made their way to the ring, and, well, they looked scared when Braun's music hit. Braun then ran down the aisleway, knocked them all out, and ended up hitting MVP with three power slams to end the segment. Not much here, just like, hey, Braun's dominant. We then had a Gunther interview in the back. Gunther promised to defend his title with dignity, respect, and honor. He noted Rey Mysterio, though, has no honor, and that's why his son had turned on him. He added that there's one thing that will never change in WWE. Gunther will always be the Intercontinental Champion. So then we had our main event. It went just shy of 18 and a half minutes. This match was so good, so good. 
was Gunter, Rey Mysterio, Intercontinental Championship. Like, I can't put this match over enough how much I thoroughly enjoyed this match. So Mysterio used his speed early on to avoid Gunther. Gunther, though, backed Mysterio into the corner and rocked him with a vicious chop. He then threw Mysterio off the apron to the ringside area. After a commercial break, Gunther tossed Mysterio out of the ring again under the bottom rope. He then powerbombed Mysterio on the apron. Gunther followed this up with a big slam and a kick to the back. Gunther went for another slam, but Mysterio held on. Mysterio climbed onto his back and hit a crucifix bomb. Mysterio picked up the pace a little bit and jumped off the ropes. Gunther, though, caught him, and Mysterio switched to a sleeper. Gunther fought back and threw Mysterio off. Mysterio fought back and got the sleeper for a second time. Gunther couldn't figure out how to break free, so he climbed the turnbuckle with Mysterio on his back and just fell down to break it all. Back from yet another commercial break, Gunther continued to dominate Mysterio. He pulled at Mysterio's mask and backed him into the corner. Mysterio fired up and rocked Gunther with some hard shots. Gunther recovered and set it for a powerbomb. Mysterio did escape and caught Gunther with a bulldog to take over. He followed this up with a senton for a two. Mysterio had a 619 and climbed to the top rope. Gunther cut him off and climbed up instead. Mysterio cut Gunther off this time. He attempted a Hurricane Rana, but Gunther blocked it. Gunther went for a second rope powerbomb, but Mysterio finally countered it into that Hurricane Rana he was looking for, and the fans broke into a loud, this is awesome chant. Mysterio then continued his onslaught with the code red and got a near fall off of it. After Mysterio missed a frog splash, Gunther hit a shotgun dropkick and a powerbomb for a very close near fall. Gunther then became frustrated and went for yet another powerbomb, but Mysterio set him up for a 619. Gunther recovered and rocked Mysterio with a hard, and when I say hard, I mean hard, boot to the face. Gunther pulled Mysterio by his arm, clotheslined him in midair, and pinned him to pick up the victory. So Gunther does retain the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Also, a couple things announced for next week. We already told you the New Day will challenge for the tag titles. Shinsuke Nakamura will go one-on-one with Santos Escobar and... In an interesting move, WWE will be kicking off the World Cup. Apparently, there's going to be a World Cup for Raw and a World Cup for SmackDown. And I'm going to pull up a tweet here. <clears throat> it goes from Ryan Satin. He had some info on this. Give me two seconds to find it. Um... Let's see. Uh, I thought he said, so I, I see just the SmackDown breaking news tweet, but I could have swore I saw something where he gave more context about this. But really it just says breaking news. An eight super, eight superstars will compete in a tournament for the first ever WWE SmackDown World Cup. I thought I saw a tweet that he said something about Raw as well, but maybe I read something wrong. Let me see if it's maybe on the WWE on Fox. Twitter, and not his own personal. Let's see. Um, yeah, no, it looks like it's just a SmackDown thing. 
in conjunction with the soccer World Cup that's also taking place on Fox. So, yeah. Because I thought I read something that said Raw was doing their own, but I guess not. And we haven't heard what the winner gets. All we know is next week, SmackDown World Cup kicks off on Fox. It's a eight-wrestler tournament. Cool. I'm interested to see who's in it. No names have yet been announced. That's Friday Night SmackDown. I thought it was a really solid show, other than the Natty Shayna match was kind of just there. Nothing special about it. Also, I forgot to at the start of the show, thank you, Jack Dawson, for the bit donations on Twitch. Really do appreciate that. But, kicking over to some AEW stuff, Rampage kicked off with Orange Cassidy against Katsuyori Shibata for the All-Atlantic Championship. And I just wanted to talk about that match. I wanted to do a little review. Rampage is still ongoing. The main event right now, Warjo versus the Embassy. Don't know why that's the main event, because I couldn't care less. If they would have done this match as the main event, it would have got people to stay. Like, I bet you people tuned in for this match, said, oh, that's the opener. Oh, that match is over. I'm done. Click off. But we also had not only these two men fighting, but Mike Tyson on commentary. Yes, you heard me right. So to kick off the match, Shibata grabbed a headlock. He then went for a punt kick. Cassidy dropped Shibata to the floor and followed this up with a tope. Shibata came back with a whip, uh, by whipping Cassidy around the ringside area into the barricades as Mike Tyson goes, Look, you can see how much stronger Shibata is than, than Cassidy. Uh, he then took the signature cross-legged pose in the middle of the ring. Shibata, that is. Shibata went back to the floor and exchanged forearms with Cassidy, almost losing track both of the referee's 10 count. They jump back in right at 9. Go to a break, and right before returning from the break, Cassidy hit a diving DDT off the middle ropes. Cassidy hit a diving shotgun dropkick in the corner with a with his hands in his pockets. Shibata then caught Cassidy with a back heel trip. Shibata mocked Cassidy with his own version of Cassidy's high-impact kicks. Cassidy responded with some mimicking. Shibata's cro- uh, by mimicking, uh, with some mimicking of Shibata's cross-legged pose. Shibata then hit Cassidy with some hard chops. Uh, they were then followed by Cassidy in the corner with hard boot and elbows. Shibata hit a signature diving corner drop kick and then delivered a suplex to get a near fall. Shibata locked in a rear naked choke and Cassidy made it to the ropes and caught Shibata with a backdrop driver. Both men delivered hard chops for a double down spot. Tyson was openly rooting for Orange Cassidy in this match, but at the same time putting over Shibata's aggression and power. Um, Orange hit Shibata with multiple kicks. He no-sold them all and then popped right up. Shibata then no-sold a pump kick, like I stated, and hit Orange Cassidy with a version of an orange punch, but not quite an orange punch. Shibata locked on an abdominal stretch. Mike Tyson goes, that's an abdominal stretch. And I think it was uh, Shivani who's like, abdominal stretch. He's like, yeah, abdominal stretch. I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> he transitioned into an octopus hold. Cassidy escaped by reaching the ropes. <laughs> and Mike Tyson's just like, 
Well, you know, Shibata had him all stretched, so Cassidy had to make the ropes. He had to grab the ropes. He had to get to the ropes. And then Orange Cassidy hits a Slumdog Millionaire. Shibata hits a Death Valley Driver, but his counter on the second one was Slumdog. Cassidy goes for a beach break, goes for the pin. They cut to a double shot where you see the action in the ring and Mike Tyson. He starts counting the fall. One, two, oh, one more and he would have got him. And it's like, oh, Mike Tyson is just like your grandpa that likes watching wrestling, but may not be all there anymore. Like mine was the last like five years of his life. Loves wrestling and is, I wouldn't say into it like a child, but just maybe not all there all the time. Cassidy landed an orange punch, but Shibata no-sold it. Shibata locked in a rear naked choke, though. Cassidy escaped. Shibata set it for another punt kick, but Cassidy pumped up and caught Shibata with an orange punch to get the win. Great finish, great match. Basically, Shibata's running at Orange Cassidy. Orange hits him with the orange punch. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought this match was great. And it was really fun. And I would say Ray and Gunter just a little bit better for the night. But overall, Shibata looked amazing. Shibata looked like there's nothing wrong with him. Mike Tyson kept mentioning, you know, Shibata's got problems with his head. Hopefully his head's all right after this one. But he seemed fine. He literally was doing all kinds of moves, taking bumps and everything. You would never know that he had an almost near-death injury in 2017. And only worked two matches since. A grappling rules match against Zack Sabre Jr. last year and the match at Wrestle Kingdom this year against Ren Narita that was supposed to be just a quick little exhibition, and the rumor is that right before the match started or in the middle of the ring or whatever, he told Ren Narita, hey, just follow me, we're doing a real match, and they went like 11 and a half minutes. So, Shibata looked amazing. I'm like, holy crap. When are we getting more? He said he wants Danielson, so we'll see. Uh, Hara Bubba says, you a fan of soccer? My kids play soccer. Doesn't mean I'm a fan of it, though. No, I don't watch. I watch when my kids play. My daughter's in a league, and my son's trying to make the school team. He's got tryouts on Monday. But other than that, I don't follow, care for, or really anything with soccer. Sports I watch, wrestling, NASCAR, football, basketball. That's about it. Baseball. I watch baseball. Not as much as the others, but I watch baseball. With that, guys, that's it. That's SmackDown. That's the Shibata Orange Cassidy match. And what I saw, a good night of pro wrestling. But enough of me. Now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's show. Remember, you can be part of the show by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. Also, what the heck just happened? Give me one second. There we go. 510-906-1341. Interesting. Before we get into the text messages, we got to check the polls. See what you guys thought. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 71% liked SmackDown with 29% saying SmackDown was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 69% liked the show, 23% thought it was just all right, and 7%
did not like SmackDown. And finally, the YouTube poll. 75% liked the show, 18% thought it was just alright, and 7% did not like it. A couple of the comments here says, great show, looking forward to tomorrow. Very solid show. I put SmackDown over Raw and Dynamite this week. Um, someone trying to give me some fake news. Going to just delete that comment. And yeah, as far as the text messages do go, got those up right here. You know, it's more often than not, people jump into my comments on YouTube and go, hey, did you see this news? Why didn't you report this? And it's always fake stuff they're trying to make me believe. Like, I'll just tell you right now, this fake comment, and uh, give me give me one second just to double check that it's not really fake, but I'm 99% sure it's fake. Yeah, they're like, hey, did you see the news? CM Punk is not leaving AEW. AEW is not buying out his contract. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Stuff like that. Or there was one last week where they said like, oh, why didn't you report this big match announced for Dynamite? Well, I I didn't report it because it wasn't actually announced. Like, they made up a fake match and was like, you need to report this. Like, first off, don't tell me what I need to do. And second off, don't try to get me to report fake news. Like, it happens so much. So much in the YouTube comments. Even in my DMs sometimes on Twitter. Our text messages do go. Um, person says, since WWE has something AEW doesn't, which is a streaming service, do you think that could be a bargaining chip to work with other companies like letting WWE viewers watch Shinsuke Nakamura's Shinsuke's match in Noah? You're saying put that on the WWE network? Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Because for, for, for starters... Noah's not even, they're allowed to promote Nakamura for the match and show, but they're not allowed to mention WWE at all. So that ain't going to happen. Mercedes, do you see the New Day winning next week? No, I don't. Uso's going to break that record. Mercedes, do you think Uncle Howdy will be revealed at Crown Jewel? Also, Fatal 4-Way for the ROH title of Full Gear, Brian versus Sammy. Two out of three falls next week. Was that just announced on Rampage? I can go double check that really fast. AEW. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm not seeing anything on the AEW Twitter. Let's go here really fast. Um, full names announced for the Eliminator Tournament, though. We got Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page, Bandito versus Roosh, Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. So those are the first round matches of the Eliminator Tournament. But as far as your, and I'm not saying you're wrong, text messenger, I don't see, and I can go check one other thing, but I don't see the Fatal 4-Way announcement anywhere yet. Let me see. Give me one more second. Mm, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Again, not saying you're wrong. But mm, I don't see anybody tweeting about it, actually. Like, at all. 
So we'll see. Oh, wait. Here it is. Yes. Fatal four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Claudio, and Sammy Guevara. So they basically just put it at the bottom of the screen. At the end of the show and whatnot. So very cool. Very nice. Very interesting. Sammy and Jericho in the same match. Also Claudio and Danielson too. So I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. So with that, guys. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited if you're watching live or if you're watching or listening later, whether that's YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We'll be live again tomorrow, Saturday, following Crown Jewel. Also, the New Japan show starts here shortly as well. We might talk about that, might not. I don't know if I'm even going to watch it. But we'll be here talking Crown Jewel tomorrow following that show. So have a great night. Have a great weekend if I don't see you tomorrow. If you don't show up for the Crown Jewel pay-per-view review live or whatnot, have a good one. See you next time, guys.